Welcome to Shabbat Replay, your weekday dose of Shabbos rest. You're listening to Mishkan's Saturday morning service on February 5th, our first in-person Shabbat of the new year. This also marked our return to JCYS, as well as the first Shabbat of Jewish Disability Awareness and Inclusion Month. Follow the link in our show notes for our accessibility and inclusion page with information on all of our venues, like parking, elevator access, and ADA compliance. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this touching drosh from Rabbi Dina on asking for the love we need. A few years ago, a friend of mine got really into the book, The Five Love Languages, and she convinced me to read it. And then you know, I sort of convinced all my friends to read it. The book's premise is that there are five love languages, five different ways in which we give or receive love, and that each of us has some languages that we naturally primarily speak in and naturally primarily receive affection in. So the languages are quality time, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, and physical touch. So I want to be really clear as I'm talking about this, that this book, The Love Languages, was originally written by a Christian minister who has no formal psychology training. So we should just give it like a little bit of consideration in assigning it psychological weight. And the book has been a bestseller for decades for a reason. And I think that reason is that when we hear those love languages, the words of affirmation, the gifts, the physical touch, we can pretty easily recognize what are the ways that we most like or naturally show love to other people and what makes us feel primarily most loved. For example, I really thrive on words of affirmation, in particular written words of affirmation. I have saved almost every single card that anyone has ever written me. Birthday cards, my friends who know now to just send me random cards out of the blue being like, hey, I love you, you're awesome. I save every single one of them. And I look back on them when I need a little emotional boost. But I know that I tend to give love through acts of service, like picking up my partner's favorite treat just because I want him to feel loved, or offering to proofread cover letters for a friend who's applying for jobs as a way of showing them support in that process. Many people, most people, speak and receive in different love languages. So some of the work that we do in relationships is figuring out how we want to feel loved and communicating that, and then figuring out how the other person feels most loved and learning how to speak in that language. And this tension, how do I show you my love? How do I receive love best from you? Is I think the central emotional tension of this part of the Torah, which as Rabbi Lizzie said earlier, can start to feel a little bit like an Ikea manual. As we read, this week's Parsha is literally called Truma, which means gift. It's an early chapter in the evolving relationship between God and the Israelites, with Moses often playing the role of beleaguered relationship therapist, trying to mediate between the two whenever conflict arises or when they're having a hard time communicating with each other directly. This idea of a relationship between God and the Israelites has been brewing for a while, but this week things get serious. God wants to move in together. God says, have them make me a sanctuary. God actually says that to Moses. And then I will live among them. 
And Moses says to the Israelites, God wants to move in with you. It's pretty early in the relationship still. So God offers a check-in. A like, hey, let's talk about how to make this work. Here's what makes me feel loved and appreciated. Why don't you tell me what you like to do to, to feel loved and appreciated? And up until this Parsha, it seems like the Israelites have mostly been receiving and receiving from God, right? They received God's care and redemption when they left Egypt and crossed the sea. When they need food, God gives them manna. When they need water, God makes a rock gush water. When they needed organization and direction, God gave them the Torah, which is God's most precious gift. So it makes sense that at the beginning of this week's Parsha, as the relationship is taking the next step, God says, I would be happy if you gave me some gifts in return. How? God says to Moshe, tell the Israelite people to bring me gifts. You shall accept, accept gifts for me from every person according to the way that their heart moves them. The Hebrew says, asher libo, which we might actually translate as feeling generous, or the way that Rashi translate it, translates it, which is, as they feel the goodwill to give me stuff. But what happens after that moment where God says, bring me gifts, is not really about generosity or goodwill. It's a shopping list and a very specific shopping list, which Ezra talked about really well. Do nice things for me, God says, and then do them exactly this way in this time with exactly this amount of them, okay? If you've read the Torah and you are going to think to yourself, what's God's primary love language in the Torah? We might guess that God's primary love language, the way God most likes to receive love in the Torah, is through acts of service. Like literally, the word for sacrificial worship, avodah, means service. Nowadays, we might think that God likes to receive words of affirmation, like these several hours of them we've offered this morning, or quality time, right? The mere fact of our presence is an act of love for God. So what's the story with gifts in the Parsha? Why does God start the Parsha by saying, give me gifts? I want to be loved through gifts. Is this God trying out a new love language? Probably not. As Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs points out, God act, asking for gifts from the Israelites seems more like an act of love than an act of asking to receive love. The Israelites have spent so much time receiving from God, and God opens the door for them to reciprocate a little bit. And then once the Israelites are engaged in giving love, God says, actually, here's how I would most like to receive your love which it turns out involves burning a lot of animals and grains and a lot of red and blue and purple and dolphin skin fabrics. This long-term relationship between God and the Israelites in the Torah, and in fact in much of the Tanakh, is a troubled one and a troubling one. But in this Parsha, I actually think God does a really good job of modeling healthy relationship behavior. First, God asks for love in the ways that God most thinks the Israelites can give it. And then God says, this is how I actually would most like to receive it. Which Rabbi Sachs says is an act of giving dignity. Receiving the love of others makes them feel worthy. It makes them feel important. It makes them feel like they are a valued participant in the relationship and not a burden. God's gifts 
made the Israelites feel loved, so loved and special that when God said, would you like my Torah, the Israelites said, we will do and then we will figure out what it says. Right? The Israelites were so loved by God in the care they had received up until that moment that they didn't even need to know what else God was going to give them. They were in. So God intuits that gifts is a love language the Israelites really speak and understand. And God says, okay, if that's a love language, language that works for you, why don't you practice giving to me in that way? When we give others the chance to feel like they are caring for us in the ways that they are most moved, we are actually making them feel loved. We are recognizing something about them in the way that they care for us. And then when we let them know how we want to be cared for, we're making sure that we feel loved. So try it out for a second. Think about a relationship in your life that you really value. When was the last time that you remember that person demonstrating feeling really love and warming, warm towards you? A moment where they really seemed to kind of have a swell of emotion towards you. What did you do in that moment that made them demonstrate that extra swell of affection? Did you get them something nice? You picked up a coffee for them or you shoveled the driveway or you sent them a little something in the mail or you gave them an extra long hug because they looked tired. What was it that made them swell up with affection? Think about how that might be one of their love languages. And now, a little bit of homework. Do that again this week. Okay? And now we're going to try that exercise for you. Think of another loving relationship. It can be the same one, a different one. When was the last time you felt particularly cared for by that other person? When you felt a swell of like, oh, I love this person so much. What did they do to make you feel that way? They took the dog out because they knew you'd had a long day. They sent you a screenshot that they were watching your favorite movie and it made them think of you. And now your final piece of homework is to ask them for something specific and similar. Tell them, it made me feel so loved when you did X. Can you do that again this week, please? Can you do this for me more often? Ask for the love that you need because you deserve it. And because telling others how you want to be loved is an act of love towards them itself. Shabbat Shalom. You've been listening to Shabbat Replay on Contact High, a podcast from Mishkan Chicago. If you enjoyed this sermon and want to join us live, tune into Shabbat services through Facebook most Fridays of the month and through Zoom two Saturday mornings a month. Our schedule of services and programs can be found at mishkanchicago.org events, where there's also a link to donate and support our work. And you can visit us on Facebook or Instagram at Mishkan Chicago. As always, we want to hear from you. On behalf of Teen Mishkan, thanks for tuning in.